I don't Hello. know. Well, don't yeah. say that. Edit that part out. Chris is going to come for you. Chris, I'm you're, ready. You're going to get slept with the lawsuit. <laughs> it would be an honor. It would be an honor. <laughs> I'm leaving this call. <laughs> Hi there, everyone. You're listening to Mess and the City. I'm your host, Veronica. And I'm your host, Navi. And today we have a special guest for our episode. His name is Aiden McLean, and he is one of our Georgetown friends. We met during our um, journalism program, our master's program. And you know what, Aiden? I feel like you could do a better job at introducing yourself than I can. So please. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Hi, everyone. First of all, thank you guys for having me on. Um, like Nahavi said, I met Nahavi and Veronica during our time at Georgetown. So we were in the journalism program together. Um, similar to Nahavi and Veronica starting this project, I also run a project of my own called Hollywood Rebound. And it's an entertainment newsletter slash website that focuses on the art behind entertainment. Um, so entertainment and pop culture is what I try to primarily focus on in my work, just because that's where my passion lies and I'm trying to have my career path take me down that route. Um, so this is actually very exciting for me because it's my first official podcast that I'm on. So again, thanks for having me. And I have to say that honestly, y'all should follow as much as you can, um, because Aiden has a really amazing and to me, it feels almost academic approach to celebrity and just following all of this, like you are investigative. Like it is, I love it. Like, I feel like I'm on top of it. I'm like understanding everything that's going on in Hollywood. Yes, you are like the rainbow Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> I do feel like I take it to an extreme level where I just know even the most minute detail about performances and clothing and every, every single thing that they're up to. Um, yeah, uh, it's something I've been interested in since I was a kid. And whenever I do apply to jobs that are around the entertainment industry, I always tell them, I wanted to be a singer, I wanted to be an actor, I wanted to be a model, I wanted to be a fashion designer, which is all true. Mm -hmm. I was very interested in those things as a kid. And then I grew up and I was like, hmm, like, I don't quite have the talent to do that. Um, but what I can do is become a journalist and get involved in media and still be a part of that in industry just tangentially. So that's kind of how I find myself working in media. Nice. Were you a theater kid? I I was in the school plays in, from fourth until sixth grade, but I was one of only maybe three boys. So when seventh and eighth grade came around, I was absolutely going to get the lead role and they were musicals. So I would have to seek in front of the entire school. And I was so stressed and so anxious that I actually decided to do backstage crew instead. So I was controlling <laughs> the music and I was controlling the curtains all so I wouldn't have to have the lead. Um, but I've since grown. Do you know how to sing? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but they would have liked I was thinking, like, I've been knowing you for like a good three years now. I never heard you bust out one note, Aiden. No. How is that going to work? I used to write songs, but then I was like, hmm, I can't sing. So now they just live in my notebooks. You can be a, you can be a songwriter. Yeah, like a ghostwriter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Frank mm -hmm. Ocean is a ghostwriter. I was going to ask you how you're doing. I'm doing good. I'm in the middle of moving right now and it's going well. I think I have pretty much everything in order. I found a new apartment in the new city that I'm moving to. I'm moving to Pittsburgh for a job at Pittsburgh Magazine. Um, 
everything's going well, except I'm still trying to find a subletter for my current place. And that's proving to be a little bit of a challenge. Well, we hope it gets figured out. But also, Nahavi, let me know, how has your week been? It's been fine. Nothing interesting, I feel like. I had my first Pilates class this morning. I it was saw on Instagram. I know. It was insane. I thought it would be harder. Like, it would be, like, more of a, like, just done after the workout. But I feel like the instructions of the things you're supposed to do is way more, way more difficult than actually the workout itself. I don't know if you guys ever did Pilates. Mm -mm. No? Well, it's a lot of work. I don't know if this is the new thing. I don't know. I know all the girls are doing it. It's tough, but it's tough because you have to... Like, you're basically on this moving bench. Like, it's always moving. Like, whatever movement you do, you're always going back and forth. And apparently, there's no way to, like, keep it in one position. Like, every time you move your body, it will go back and forth. So, sometimes I was like, I'm about to fall. I'm about to die. (laughs) And I was just looking around, and everyone was having a good old time. And she was just, the instructor was looking at me and I was looking at her. I was like, girl, this is crazy. This is crazy. What are we doing here? How long is the class? All this for a six pack? All this for a six pack? It was 60 minutes. Mm, Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, they had great music. I would have broken my nose. Oh my gosh. I was scared I was going to fall. Like, I was so scared. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't fall. It sounds like a thing that you would fall. Did you see someone fall? No, I was the only person who was inexperienced. Mm. <laughs> but is everyone shaking from trying to keep their core activated on that moving board? I've seen some Not videos really. people are shaking like a leaf. I was probably shaking like a leaf. I was probably <laughs> twerking by accident. That's how much Are you I going back? <laughs> I'll try it again. And then maybe yeah, if I that. really enjoy it, I'll actually get my own membership yeah so that was my week so far what about you veronica it's been good i had guests over um it snowed really bad um which was a lot because i i know everyone thinks that oregon has a lot of snow but it really doesn't it's just mostly rain so i don't know how to be in snow like i get Mm. but other than that it's been really chill uh not a pun god (laughs) but yeah i'm actually just really excited to get into our topic for Mm -hmm. this episode nahavi do you mind explaining it a little bit yes of course so aiden sent us a text message out of nowhere that he's moving from dc to pittsburgh i think Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so you just sent a message saying you're moving you don't even say where you didn't even say why i was like oh my god what's happening so i was like you know what i don't know what he's doing but this is like a new start like a rebrand apparently i was i felt like it was like a rebrand was coming so i thought it would be interesting to talk to you about like rebrands and how to like i guess evolve into a new person and how to i guess say blow with the wind and figure out new ways to be the same you or new ways to be a new you so i was Mm -hmm. just interested in how you feel about moving to a whole nother city the same way i did three years ago i think 2021 i did the same thing i moved to to a city i've never been before and i started like a whole new life so i was just Mm -hmm. interested in how you are are you looking forward to your move yeah i was gonna move out of dc probably in the summer anyway even if i didn't find another job somewhere else and just move back home to chicago 
um, just because I don't think DC is the city for me if I'm interested in arts and entertainment. And not to say that Pittsburgh is either, um, but I'm sort of walking the line between my personal side project of Hollywood Rebound and my professional work of going to be Pittsburgh Magazine. So I'm coming from Washingtonian Magazine, which is the same type of content that Pittsburgh Magazine does, um, which makes me a little bit more comfortable with the type of material they report on. I just have a leadership position now, so I'll be a manager, which is exciting because it's a complete 180 from the position that I'm in now. Um, but in terms of moving to a different state and city, it doesn't really bother me anymore. I mean, I did I did it also in 2021 when I moved to DC from Chicago, mm -hmm. but I think Pittsburgh will be the fourth city I've lived in. So Chicago, Madison, Wisconsin for college because I had apartments there that I would stay in over the summer. DC and now Pittsburgh. And I know Pittsburgh's not going to be the last city that I end up in either. So I just like traveling to different places and kind of going where life takes me because I'm I'm very career oriented. So if that's where my career ends up taking me, then I'm gonna go. Um, but the good thing is that I have a best friend that lives in Pittsburgh. So she's actually gonna be there. So I have a community already in place, which makes it so much better just for my own comfort level. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what happens. Um, and I think it's a great career opportunity for growth. Um, yeah. I would love to know, because you talk about these four cities that you moved to, and do you feel that when you're, you moved into the um, new city, like Madison or, you know, like DC that you want, that you kind of like, how do you rebrand re yourself or how do you like sort of change a little in that? Or what do you like to emphasize? Like, do you come in being like new year, new me, new city, new me? Like, what do you do? So that's so funny that you asked because whenever I would message my coworkers on Slack at Washingtonian, I was working with all people my age or younger. So it would be like, hey, exclamation point. Hey, heart hands emoji. Hey, like very casual, very like upbeat exclamation points, emojis. And I feel like when you use a certain type of punctuation too much, especially exclamation points, you become known for that. So then if you don't use an exclamation point, the other person is going to be like, oh my God, like, are they mad or are they upset? Like what's going on? They haven't really? used their exclamation point. That's how I feel, but I've I, over, never I overthink paid, everything. I'm an exclamation point girl, but Me I too. don't, I'm not, I don't pay attention to it. I, no, I don't pay attention to when I use it. I pay attention to when I don't use it really? because then I feel trapped into always using exclamation points because I've like branded myself as an exclamation point user. <laughs> so then if I message someone and I don't use an exclamation point, I'm like, they're probably gonna think I'm upset, which I probably am if I'm not using an exclamation point. So then when I was texting my future boss slash manager at Pittsburgh Magazine, I was so mindful of only using one exclamation point as opposed to like five in the paragraph. Mm -hmm. Because I wanna be more like, I don't wanna set myself up to be an exclamation point user <laughs> and have people expect that from me so I was like I'm going to start leaning into periods or just no punctuation because my future co-workers at this new job or are older adults so the man that I'm talking about he's 66 oh, so wow. I'm actually re I'm replacing him so these aren't 24 year old girls anymore these are like you know I'm not going to be with my girls anymore at work I'm going <laughs> to be with like legit adults and in my mind I'm still like 22 so Same. You know, I'm, so I'm, eight, I'm like 16 in my mind because every right. year that I like every birthday, I'm like, huh, yay, I'm not a teen mom. Like, I could never be a teen mom ever. I'm 27. How am I going to be a teen mom? 
Right. So yeah, I'm there with you. I think I'm a teenager still. But I think another thing I do want to do in Pittsburgh, though, is because I've been trying to grow my wardrobe of really good items. Um, and I do want to establish myself as kind of a person that goes to the office because I, I will have to be in the office pretty much every day for this new job mm-hmm. as someone who dresses up and dresses nicely and cares about what they look like and be like that boy at the office. You know what I mean? Yes. So that's yes. like, those are things that I take into account when I'm meeting new people. And I don't do it in a fraudulent way. That's like, I'm going to completely trick this person into thinking that I'm someone that I'm not, mm-hmm. but it's just, okay. Like, my wardrobe has gotten better instead of showing up to the office in jeans and a t-shirt. Let me show up to the office in jeans and a button down and an Hermes scarf and like a nice bag. Okay. You know what Hermes, I mean? Come through with the scarf. That was my, hey. that was my birthday gift for myself. I love that for you. <laughs> but I feel like you always dress nice. Yeah, you do. Even in school, um, you used to dress nice. Yeah, I guess I'm just trying to do it even dress bigger. nicer. Yeah. Yeah. But those are things that I pay attention to, yeah. And you do it so well. I And I feel that, like, I was thinking about rebrands, just thinking about particularly you with rebrands. And I just, like, it hit me, like, the best kinds of rebrands that I've seen aren't, like, people completely recreating themselves, but rather looking looking at the good qualities that they have and emphasizing those that are already existing. Like, so me and Ahabi, we know you as a really amazing dresser. You're just going to take it up a notch. Right. It's like you, I feel like your rebrand has failed if you make it known that you're rebranding. Like it should be so sly and under the radar, but still have an impact. And people shouldn't even notice until they do a double take. And they're like, whoa, like you've changed but in the best way possible. You know what I mean? So you don't Instead believe of doing in, it all at once. So you don't believe in the people who like ghost us on social media for months and then they come back and then they're a new person? You don't believe in <laughs> Hell no. Hell no. <laughs> That's a failed rebrand to I've been you? dealing with that myself. You have? You are, oh, you are like, t- oh, I thought you meant people that ghost you romantically and then come back. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a new person now. <laughs> like, yeah, no. that's a, okay, Abby, so like you mean like when a celebrity like, clears a profile? Yes. Like when a celebrity clear. Okay, yes. I find that or to be not so a annoying. celebrity, but also just, just like yeah, like regular, regular people. No, no, no. That that's I hate when I see that because let's say that there's a regular person with a hundred Instagram posts. They clear their entire profile. They change their bio to like working on myself. Be back soon. And someone then has done weeks, that before. Yes. I've I've seen people go on social media hiatuses where they're like, I'll be back. And it's like, I'll great. be back. So then, exactly. <laughs> so then in a few weeks, they come back and it's a completely different aesthetic. You can tell that they used one of the photo editing apps to use one of those preset filters. They're using emojis in their bio. They're trying to follow one of the coquette girl, it girl, strawberry girl trends. And it's like, when it's that blatantly obvious that you're doing that, it's inauthentic. And therefore, I don't like you. <laughs> hmm. I'm trying to think has someone ever announced a rebrand to me and it bothered me hmm. well luckily they're not announcing it they're not making a story that's like I'm a strawberry latte girl now or whatever the trend is no but you know the, what kind of like um rebrand that's normally very loud um, it is and I've seen it a lot where either they get into a pyramid scheme oh god <laughs> And then they're really loud in their profile or they get really into religion 
which is like that's really mm-hmm. great like you found like your community and everything but then like they take down all of their like photos of mm-hmm. themselves and their families and their friends and they only put on like jesus memes or like mm. Jesus or angels. yeah that's an unfollow like immediately <laughs> get off get off my timeline immediately i don't like the rebrand where where they're like a completely different person like now they're like in the cold now they're like mlm now they're like that's not the rebrand i'm standing but i also i can i can understand why people would like wipe their whole instagram because sometimes i just get so uncomfortable with like old pictures of myself i'm like i'm not that person anymore like nobody needs to i think that's fair i think that's fair i just don't like when they come back and do a complete 180 And it's like, I know that the person you're presenting for the world on social media is not the person that you are. Mm. Because real change like that can take years to really find your truest self. And you just did it in two weeks because your following count wasn't high enough. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> I feel like you're thinking of a specific person. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're are all com- thinking. Are they coming on the call? yes veronica let them in bring them out <laughs> bring them out bring them out i feel like this is mari now like you know like or maury what is that thing called oh i was like is he Mo- on the call <laughs> i was like don't we know one uh you mean like maury yeah where they're just like now we're gonna have a confrontation yeah yeah but i speaking of the mlm and you know the girls that will message you and be like hey i know we haven't talked in forever but like please sign up for this i just did that the other day for hollywood rebound to a few people so i would message them on instagram people that i'm friendly with though that i was friends with in college or friends with through georgetown and i messaged them and i was like hey if you feel up to it can you please subscribe to my newsletter i'm trying to hit a goal it would really mean a lot here's the link and then i was like damn i kind of sound like an mlm girl right now <laughs> Because no. I just copy and pasted it into so many different people's oh, inbox. But I feel like <laughs> they would probably wouldn't mind because they know you. And since you've been a person who's always been passionate about these things, it would probably only be like, oh, that's so cool. He finally did something on his own and I would love to support it. Yeah, no, uh, most of them did uh, subscribe, yeah. which was nice. That's wonderful. We should mm-hmm. slide in people's DMs as well, Veronica, and be like, listen to our podcast. We should. Yeah. yeah. Let's harass. You know what? But let's have it like typed out as though we're doing like a pyramid scheme. Yes. Like, you want to retire when you're 26? <laughs> <laughs> <You wanna> Subscribe. <laughs> Subscribe to our podcast. That's a great idea. You may end up being blocked from a few people who don't read it all the way through, but I think it's worth it. The joke is solid. <laughs> Yeah, it's a Love bit. It. I think another way that I rebrand on social media or just something that I'm mindful of posting is what content I choose to reshare. So for example, when I was in the Georgetown program 21 and 22, I was resharing to my Instagram story posts from the Washington Post and the New York Times and really political based stories and mm-hmm. international news and hard news. Just because I always felt the pressure that, oh, I'm in this journalism program, I have to do hard news or else no one will take me seriously. Same. And I was like set in that mentality where I would have so many stories per day, just resharing different news outlets, NPR, Washington Post, CNN, whatever it was, because I felt that that was my job as trying to brand myself, quote unquote, as that type of journalist. And then I realized that's not what I'm interested in. So now I share on my story 
like Elton John just won EGOT status and this person was on the red carpet and the story came out for Hollywood Rebound. And now I'm trying to only reshare arts and entertainment stories because that's what I want people to know me for. And I even am mindful, and this also just goes back to me probably overthinking this way too much, but I'm even mindful of what my social media bios are because mine used to be uh, like digital fellow at Washingtonian Magazine, Georgetown student, blah, blah, blah. And it was all of these different qualifiers for who I am, but I realized that I was making everything about my job that I'm working for someone else, right? So it's like, I have this passion project that I do, why don't I promote that and let people know that that's what I'm doing and that's who I am. So I just recently changed my bios to founder of Hollywood Rebound. Mm -hmm. Because then if someone comes to my profile, they can one, I linked to it, so hopefully they'll find it. But two, that's who I want to be known for. I don't want to be known as just being someone else's employee. That's a mm-hmm. really smart move. Thank yeah. You. I took personal branding at Georgetown. You did? Well, maybe you can give us a little rundown on how to run an empire so we can be like you, okay? Yeah, well, I'll, I can give you the, the class in a nutshell, which was honestly one of the best classes I've ever taken because I thought it was going to be, hey, what you post on social media matters. Hey, what your bio is matters. Hey, what your LinkedIn profile is is important, but that's not what it was at all. It was just, who are you as a person and how do you try to find your true authentic self? And Mm -hmm. one of the assignments that we had to do, Veronica, I think you helped me out with this. I had to reach out to seven people and they had to answer questions about me. What do you like about Aiden? What do you dislike about Aiden? What can he be better at? And trying to see if how people perceive you matches up with how you perceive yourself. And it was really interesting because I, I think I'm a really bad public speaker sometimes and I'll rehearse a lot in advance. And then Veronica and a few other people wrote back to me and they were like, Aiden is so confident when he presents in class. It's amazing. And I was like, that's so bizarre that our own minds don't match with what other people see us as so it was a really great class in terms of mental like perception of how we see ourselves and also seeing ourselves as where we want to be and I think the greatest takeaway was that in order to form relationships you shouldn't just try to jump to the top of whatever you're trying to do so that's why for Hollywood Rebound I interview smaller people because then I form that relationship from the ground and then over time we can grow together So for example, I interviewed these two girls that made an award-winning film, short film in 48 hours, and I'm going to stay in touch with them. So then in five years, when they're doing a Hollywood premiere for a blockbuster movie, I'll have that contact and that relationship and they'll invite me. Or even today in a few hours, I'm doing an interview with a producer. When he starts to get bigger and bigger, he'll know who I am because I supported him from the bottom. So it's like you have to grow together and actually care about other people in order to succeed. And I think that was probably the biggest takeaway that that I had from that. Oh, thank you. That, that was, just that cost was like thousands. Yeah, of that dollars. cost like thousands of dollars. <laughs> I was about to say the same thing. I'm like, hey. Well, Aiden, thank you so much for that amazing explanation. Like, I feel like I was in class with you, and yeah. I also feel <laughs> that you have a better understanding of rebranding than some of these celebrities who are. They should hire me. I want to actually talk about that. I have good examples and bad examples. <laughs> really. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Okay, now you have to share. I, we want to know what celebrity rebrands have really like stuck in your head. Okay, well, the one that I think of the most is obviously Lady Gaga. Um, I was a fan of hers from day one. So I loved all the crazy outlandish things that she did because I realized that each thing that she did had an artistic meaning. But mm-hmm. the general public didn't see it as that. The general public saw it as just strange, right? And it wasn't until 
I believe 2014 that uh, Cheek to Cheek with Tony Bennett came out and that was her singing jazz alongside a legend. And people really started to see her in a different way. And they said like, oh, like, okay, she's a little stripped down. I can hear her voice. She can actually sing like, this is, this is good, right? And that was sort of the beginning of this massive change in her career because then 2015, she performs the song of music at the Oscars. And she's in this beautiful gown. She's singing just like full acapella and people are blown away that this girl that they had labeled a freak a few years ago actually has this really great singing voice and this great stage presence without all the theatrics. So that performance, a lot of people credit to changing her career because then after 2015, she goes and does Joanne, which was gonna be her next album. And that was very stripped down. It was this country-esque style where all she was wearing for the promo was a cowboy hat, a black tank top and Daisy Dukes. And then following that, she did A Star Is Born. And I remember showing my friend in college the trailer to A Star Is Born, and it was toward the end of the trailer that they say, Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. And my friend looks at me and says, that's Lady Gaga? Because <laughs> she looked so different, and this was not a project that anyone would expect her to be in. But I think Cheek to Cheek in 2014 really set it off. And then that performance of A Sound of Music in 2015 is what really solidified it as her being this artist that no one knew that she could be. I and I don't think we're ever going to get the old Gaga back again. And I think even she admits that because she is a documentary on Netflix and she talks about preparing for Joanne. So, I mean, we just talked about rebranding ourselves. Celebrities do the same thing. They sit down with the team and they say, what aesthetics do we want this photo, this new album to have? What fonts should we use? What colors should we use? What should I be wearing? That's all pre-planned. And she's sitting with her team and she says, I've been doing the crazy over the top thing for 10 years, it's boring now. I just want to do something a little more toned down. So that's how we got to Joanne. Um, but I don't think we're ever going to get the Gaga that I personally grew up with again. Like yeah. I was a 12 year old boy looking at, like I was a 12 year old boy going to the monster ball in Milwaukee and I was living. Lady Gaga you know, was my like, first concert. Really? Really? You you know what? Wow. This crazy story. When she first came out, she was such like a small like let's like for lack of better words, let's say she was like a B list artist. She opened up for the Pussycat Dolls. So I yeah. was going to the Pussycat Doll concert, and I got a whole free Lady Gaga concert without even knowing free. who she was going to be. Like, yeah. I, we knew, like, I think, like, a couple, of, she had, like, maybe three songs out by that time. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I love her. But I actually agree that she has, like, a really good rebrand. Because I remember this, like, vividly, like, a couple, like a year ago or something. Someone had tweeted, how do you say, like, the younger people, like, Gen Z or Gen X? Mm -hmm. Someone had tweeted, oh, I think Lady Gaga would look great with blonde hair and bangs. That's mm. when I knew. Like we've just come full that circle. Is, yes. That's how you knew that you <laughs> were old. That's literally how, yes, I was like, that's how I, <laughs> that's how I saw her for the first time. That's what she used right. to be. You made a point though, because I never thought about it. I never thought about Lady Gaga the way she is now as a rebrand. I just thought like that's Lady Gaga grown mm -hmm. up. And I think because subtle. it was done over the course of a few years. And I remember reading an article on Vox and they talked about here's something from the red carpet that none of us noticed. And it was when Lady Gaga was at, I believe, the Golden Globes for American Horror Story. And she had all of her tattoos covered with makeup. 
So even the most minute detail she was paying attention to because she didn't want to be the pop star that's covered in tattoos. She was a very elegant Hollywood, black dress, big blonde shell hair. And that's how she wanted to present herself. But it was so small that we didn't even notice at that time. And then she does, I mean, 2013, 20, it took a two, three years to really pull that out. It's like pulling taffy. You know, it's like a rebrand has to take a lot of time for it to be impactful while still going under the radar. Agreed. I'm thinking of my celebrity. She actually ate the exact same thing. But I feel like her rebrand was like, it was subtle, but she was also forced to rebrand. Mm. I feel like this artist has like, has, in my opinion, one of the biggest rebrands of the early 2000s. Do you guys, okay. like, am I giving enough clues? I think I know who it is, but like, say it. No, I want you to guess it. Wait, it's the early 2000s? Yeah, it's a she. Okay, okay. Uh, Mariah Carey? Yes, Mariah. <laughs> Mariah is my favorite rebrand of all times. Of all times. Because I sometimes I'm just going through my own things and I'm like, that was a really good rebrand. Like, I'm still mm. shook by... Because it started with, like, her, I don't know, like, Glitter. I don't know which album it was, like, I don't know if it's number five or number six in albums. But it was released on 9-11. Obviously, not a good idea. No one's focused on music. The whole world is focused on something very different. You release an album, and then 10 days after you release a movie with the same name, it's just all yeah it's not going well from the start and then she had like i don't know if you guys know like we were young back then but maybe you guys like saw it on tv like her quote-unquote trl breakdown when she went on the mm -hmm. show and then she like giving everyone ice cream and then she was like doing a like she had like a oversized t-shirt on and then she took it off it was just like a lot going on and everyone was just acting like she was crazy her album wasn't selling and then for a long time like she released music but it wasn't going anywhere it wasn't like number one the way she used to be back in the 90s so mm -hmm. it was really quiet for Mariah Carey for a while but I think a lot of people are not aware of her not being in the limelight like she went from like the songbird supreme in people's eyes to like this c-list celebrity who had lost her mind but when you think about her now today what she's known for as like the queen of christmas that's you couldn't tell people in july or one that she would be in 2024 the mm -hmm. queen of christmas because everyone thought she was like done yeah so i think that's like a really good rebrand like she took some time off and then like in 05 i think she came back with like the emancipation of mimi which had like we belong together it had like um don't forget about us like i think at the time she had three top charting songs and she could and one song couldn't be number one because another song on the same mm. album by her was already number one when i think about that i'm like that's a rebrand for you that's how do you think amazing. she did it so well i think and i think a lot of celebrities do this like they just go away you just don't see them you don't hear from them they just go away and, and now they, they call it back. a comeback single yeah yes yeah They're like ariana grande's comeback single how long Same. do you think they have to go away for to have it be labeled a comeback single i think at least four years more than a year wait i don't, don't even think i don't even think two years is enough i think it should be like yeah. at least four years but it's only huh. a comeback if the previous project wasn't 
successful mm. because when Beyonce drops every four to five years, we do not call it a comeback because she has right. always been successful. You need to kind of like, I guess, fail to have to have a comeback. Right. Or just take a massive break from music, like, no, but and, then and it's focus still not on something else, maybe. Yeah. You feel but like I think, I, I mean, I'm not the biggest Ariana Grande stan in the world, but I did see people talking about Yes And as a comeback, even though her past projects had done, as far as I know, pretty well. What was her last project? Maybe. Um, positions. Wait, but wouldn't the comeback, maybe people are saying it's a comeback because she has sort of fallen from grace. Her, of mm -hmm. Right. Maybe there's different reasons that it's labeled a comeback. Because but I, I'm thinking about... I don't want to be mean here, but yes, you do. <laughs> but it's like the things they're accusing her of. I don't think you can fix that with a single, Veronica. You cannot fix no. that with a number one hit. So that's that could never be a comeback. You can do something. You can have a number one hit to change the conversation. You right, like her reputation is being damaged, and she's going to have her voice. I mean, I think Britney did the same thing blackout and actually someone didn't do anything wrong though in terms of the public like the public was vilifying britney so then when she has a comeback single it's like similar to what veronica said i'm going through this hard time i'm being criticized and vilified but i'm still going to put out this song to kind of stake my own claim and say my opinion but britney didn't have like it wasn't like something morally wrong going on like, I think Britney got accused of oh, being sure. crazy, and then they're accusing Ariana Grande of something different. That, like, oh, no, that I would completely be understand true, that. So I feel like we, like, Britney only had to drop a couple of songs, and we would just forget about her shaving her head, because now she has a wig on. You cannot really forget about what are in this climate. The way people are way more invested and have way more opinions and are way more outspoken and educated than they used to be back in the day, I don't feel like a comeback would work. But I do like the song. That's true. It's catchy. I think that like play it. <laughs> play it now. <laughs> no, but I think that like okay, someone who was able to change the conversation due to like a new album was Kanye West when he released my beautiful dark twisted fantasy and we're talking about old Kanye we're not talking about new Kanye so it was like post that Taylor Swift interruption he like 808 and heartbreaks wasn't doing great like it was just like a lot of things were like not going his way and people and the public just didn't like him at like just wasn't about it mm -hmm. and then he releases this album which is is an amazing album honestly really well done and because of it people change the conversation now do i think that would work for now kanye no i don't think even he if he makes an amazing album again i don't think it's going to be able to erase everything he's been doing mm -hmm. but like in that kind of way i feel like it's a great example of how you're changing the conversation by making good music or making a good product can make people forgetful can make the public forgetful of sort of your past wrongs that's kind of mm -hmm. terrible actually but okay. it yeah is. it's like when people separate the art from the artist yeah i don't know how i feel about that because sometimes they take either. it too far mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i guess but then they have to rebrand again <laughs> yeah 
Well, isn't rebranding so interesting with celebrities because now we have the eras, like each celebrity has their era and -hmm. that's become a thing that they're all doing now. And they all try to change it so much from one to the next. You know who's been doing this consistently? Because she was like the second celebrity I was thinking of. I think Rihanna is a really good one. For every Mm -hmm. album she dropped, she had a new look, a new sound. I feel like she was really doing, like, I love her. I love her for it. She's amazing. I think think she's like very master. Her team is great. Her team knows Mm -hmm. what they're doing. I was just going to say, I would love to know the people behind the curtain, so to speak, of who's actually thinking of this. And like, it must take a village to put together something so spot on. It Everything does. down from the music itself to the hair to the clothes. Mm-hmm. It does. Because I feel oftentimes they claim, these celebrities claim it as like, it's their own idea. Well, I mm-hmm. do think they have a lot of opinions of what they would like to do and what they wouldn't like to do. But like you mentioned, like it takes a village. Like all those people who are at least prompting them to think mm-hmm. like in a new direction and to try and figure out like, new things they enjoy even if it's just like new food new colors new sounds that's like a lot of people we actually never get to meet oh yeah and i do think it's interesting that nowadays songs are manufactured to perform well on apps like tiktok which drives me insane because i do think you lose a little bit of the artistry of course when you're just making it for streams and likes and views um so i do really appreciate when an artist stays true to creating the sound that they want to create even in today's age but i just think you you have to be like really big to actually get to that point you have to be like a beyonce or a gaga or a kanye when you can actually make the music you like Mm -hmm. those are usually the people who like for example i really do feel like a lot of music that's been put out for i guess year and a half now is has like a lot of house music to it like a lot of Mm -hmm. house influence and i do think that's because beyonce made it popular again so i feel like she is one of those artists who can actually do what she wants because i actually don't feel like she has rebranded herself at all i mean right it's just she does what she wants in a very masterful way yeah wait but she rebranded herself a bit like well it could be debatable whether or not it was a rebrand but when she came out with the album beyonce and she was more open about her like sex sexuality and her sex life and stuff mm-hmm. like that. People said that was a little bit more of a rebrand than what she was doing in the in the past. Yeah, I agree with that. But I feel like she has done it once, and then I feel like she'll never do it again. Like looks wise, she always like I wouldn't say like her looks are predictable, but I do feel like she always stays very close to what we know. Like, it's always either mm-hmm. the blonde, blonde, long hair. Beyonce is Beyonce. Like, it's already iconic. Yeah, it's all right. it, it is mm-hmm. what it is. This is what you're going to get. It's well, so powerful. I love it. <laughs> Don't we all just want to, like, not rebrand? I actually love rebranding, and I was just going to ask, what are you all going to rebrand to in 2024? Well, I think I would have to sit and think about it for a very long time, because, like you mentioned before, like, it's not something you do overnight. I, I'm, 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 yeah. You're I'm due, due for, for a rebrand. rebrand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Clear those social media channels. <laughs> I want to. My hands are itching, but you told me not to, so I won't. <laughs> yeah, you just got to play the long game. 
But it's, yeah. so you 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 don't get annoyed like looking at old pictures of yourself. You guys don't. No, I. Love I mean, I've archived photos before. Yeah. See. Yeah. No. Like I've done. I've done that. But it's like maybe like one that I'm like mm, I don't want this person on my profile anymore. Honestly, and- I've kept all of my photos since I was like in high school on my Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my old Instagram was deleted because they thought I was impersonating someone, so I had to start all over again two years ago. I really want to know from you, you all, is what is what is the worst celebrity rebrand? Oh, I'm glad seen? that you reminded me yeah. of this. Ooh. I think you really fail at a rebrand when the person that you've become does not align any longer with the person that people fell in love with, and I think we're seeing that a lot now with the music girlies with Gaga, with Ariana, with Selena, because all they care about now, and Rihanna, all they care about now is makeup. And they all have their makeup lines, and whenever there's a new announcement, drop coming soon, it's always makeup. And people fell in love with them because of their artistry and because of their singing, and like Nahavi said, because of that entire persona that they created with the fashion, with the era. And they're no longer those people, so it's hard to still have the same love for them in a way like, I'll always have the nostalgic love for them because we grew up with them. But now when all they do is makeup, I'm like, mm. like you've rebranded and like you've rebranded very successfully as a business person. And if that's what you want, then you're doing a great job. Mm-hmm. But I mean, even during Rihanna's Super Bowl performance, when she pulled out the Fenty Beauty, uh, like yeah. that's that's where her priority lies now. You know what I mean? So like that the old Rihanna will never happen again. The old Gaga will never happen again because they've taken on different endeavors. And I mean, again, completely fine completely up to them but I do think it kind of sucks for the fans that are like damn like all we have now are the memories of what we used to like yeah and we'll never get that again mm-hmm. but oh. like for with Rihanna for example I was just thinking like maybe it's because she has children because I feel like at some point in life like past 30 you might not want to tour around the world every other year you might want to be in one place and create a life like create a family yeah, but, no, completely get it. So maybe yeah. it's not necessarily rebranding. Maybe it's also a little like evolving, just growing out of things they've been doing like since they were like what, 15, 16? But she could just drop a mixtape. Yeah. <laughs> I know that there's like unreleased music for all of them. They all have unreleased tracks. Just give yeah. me that. Give me something. Let's just leak it. Let's find a hacker <laughs> and leak it. Yeah. You, you know who I was thinking of when you were like, worst rebrand ever i wouldn't say i hate it i'm i would just would say it's not working kylie jenner mm. uh, like the dating whole, timothy chalamet the whole clean girl aesthetic now all of a sudden like she's turning into kendall jenner but it's not working because kendall is already kendall so you have to be kylie i guess did you see her pink hair now oh she has pink hair again Mm-hmm. oh well maybe then she's not so maybe she yeah. maybe she knew that you were gonna she yes. saw your notes <laughs> Wait, I she's see. like going back she's going back to 2014 kylie yes because it's not i don't think it's it's gonna work because people fell in love with kylie for her being so different than the rest of her sisters like she had the blue hair she had like the really long nails she had like the lip kit and the the fairy uh-huh. like boat what is is it botox in the lips or fillers like, i don't fillers. know well don't yeah. say that edit that part out chris is gonna come for you 
This, I'm you're, ready. You're for gonna it. get slapped with the lawsuit. <laughs> it would be an honor. It would be an honor. I'm leaving this call. <laughs> yeah, no, I I think it's not working. Not because she doesn't look terrible. I think she actually looks really good, but it's not what people are wanting from her or expecting from her. And so it's just not working. Well, I have to say that my favorite um worst rebrand of all time <laughs> is also probably my favorite favorite rebrand because it was so terrible is Drake Bell becoming a Latin celebrity um singer just like making it huge in Mexico. What? He did? Yeah. I've never heard of this. I'm googling it now. Google Wasn't it. Wasn't he missing for a few days? Yes, he was. He was missing. So let me let me start off the story. I have the facts here from Business uh -huh. Insider who reported all okay. on it. Um, Drake Bell, teen star from Drake and Josh, Nickelodeon show, had some allegations against him and accusations on sexual misconduct. And he even was sentenced to two years of probation due to that. child endangerment. Like, he had all of these things against him. Even, you know, some allegations having to do with minors that he was, like, grooming minors online. Like, it was absolutely crazy. So, what he does, and who knows if he does this with his PR team or not, is he moves to Mexico, changes everything, changes his whole fan base and everything. Even all his tweets are in Spanish now. And what? Mexico, yeah, they are. Look at them. And at one point, he changes his name, official or unofficial, we don't know yet, to Drake Campana, which is Bell in Spanish. Mm, damn, this was in 2020. Mm -hmm. I'm seeing it now on his Instagram. He was in, in Spanish. Right? <laughs> and, Wait, I had no idea. This is so funny. He is truly my favorite thing because it's all in Spanish. He even speaks Spanish now. Um, he is was in the he was on the Mask Singer for Latin America. Mask mm. Singer, yes, and on Azteca Uno. <laughs> 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 what is this? And he is very popular. He is super popular. The Mexicans love him. Latin American people love him. And he's just completely rebranded himself. And it's so obvious. And Is it's he so Hispanic? Obvious. Nope. No. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe Bell is short for something. Belmundo. I don't know. It seems as though from his tweets and everything else that he started, Spanish started being a thing for him once he moved there. Like he learned, he was learning Spanish once he moved. <laughs> so his team was like, you fucked up so badly that you have to live in Mexico now and learn Spanish and rebrand yourself as this, like a Mexican personality type. Yes. Like and, a media personality. And it's kind of successful. He's making all his music in Spanish now. And I didn't even wow. know he was releasing new music, but apparently he does release new music. And then the, they just love him over there. This is. Crazy. Very interesting. But he is my favorite rebrand because it's so crazy. So dramatic. Mm -hmm. I had no idea. He even posted 
Happy Independence Day. Long live Mexico. <laughs> That's insane. To me, this sounds successful. It is actually a successful one. Because he is probably more beloved and more famous over there. Yeah. I'm speechless. You kind of love it, don't you? Because it's so unhinged. Yes. <laughs> it's very bizarre. I'm so speechless. I'm ready to go. You're ready to go? I think it's time to wrap it up. <laughs> well, Aiden, please tell everyone your social media and everything. Yeah, HollywoodRebound.com. Um, Twitter and Instagram are Hollywood Rebound without the syllables, so figure that out on your own because I can't do it right now. <laughs> and it's free to subscribe. Um, if you do subscribe, it'll send you an email to confirm, so just make sure you check that and stay tuned for more content. Yes. And thanks for having me. Thank Make you. sure you edit it so I sound good. Ooh, sassy. I love a sassy queen, Aiden. Thank you. Thank you for being here today. Thanks for listening and <laughs> see you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.